Divine Shepherd Lutheran Church and School in Blackhawk, South Dakota, is happy to share God's Word preached for you by Pastor Randy Sturzenbecker. We pray that you will rejoice in Christ crucified and resurrected for you. The waters of baptism, the Lord's Supper, and the forgiveness of sins, all for you, from Jesus. The Old Testament reading is from Genesis chapter 28, verse 10 through 17. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Please join me in reading our our catechetical review this morning. The first commandment. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. The second commandment. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. The third commandment, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. The epistle reading for this morning is from Ephesians chapter 4. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil." Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is the word of the Lord.
you stand? This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9. Into a boat, Jesus crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. This is the Gospel of our Lord. We continue as we confess our Christian faith together in the words of the Nicene Creed. You can find that inside the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified so for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. I'd ask the children to come down front and join me here today for a children's sermon. Well, good morning. How are you all doing today? Boy, this is a great crowd. All right. So this morning, we heard in the gospel reading, we heard about this man who was brought to Jesus. 
And he was, there's a word here, and he was described as a paralytic. You guys ever heard that word? Any of you ever heard that word? No. You heard it? Okay, good. All right, so. Welcome to Ohio. You are. That's awesome. When I was at school, my teacher told me that. Okay, very good. So the paralytic that we hear in today's story today, he was brought to Jesus. A paralytic is a person that it means, that word means he's paralyzed, which means, imagine this, you guys, and I'm watching you guys, and everybody's moving around and wiggling around and looking at each other. Imagine if you couldn't move at all, and you couldn't move, you couldn't use your arms or legs or something like that. Now imagine that for a minute, because that's what was going on with this man that was brought to Jesus. He couldn't do anything for himself. So his, this, is why his, this is why his friends brought him to Jesus. They had great faith because they knew that Jesus could heal him. Now, you know what Jesus did, though, first? The first thing he did before he healed this man? What did he do? What did he say? He said something to him that was really, really great. Not quite, but that's good. I like that. He said, he said this, he said, Take heart, sons, son, your sins are forgiven. That's what he said to him before he even healed him of his physical condition. And then, and then to show everyone that was there that he really was the son of God that he said he is for all of them, then he healed the man of, of, his, of, of his condition. This paralyzed man then, Jesus said, said to him, he said, rise, take up your mat and go home. And that's what the man did. Now, can you imagine if we saw something like that? Yeah, that'd be, that's, that, just can't imagine something like that happening. Yeah. Now look back here on the cross. We always look to this cross and there's a couple of things we always look at here in church, but look at there. That's where Jesus gave you and I the greatest gift of all because when he told this man, he said, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. This is what he does for you and I all the time. And he never stops forgiving us. And he tells us over and over, our sins are forgiven. Pastor spoke these words over us this morning of, of absolution. When he says that our sins are forgiven, we know that our sins are forgiven. Christ has forgiven us once again. Now look over here, guys. What's this right here? That's the, whole place. The, the, the baptismal font, right? Yep, now that's where, that's where the cross of Christ, Jesus, yep, in the waters of baptism, he sealed, that's right. He sealed you with the cross of Christ, and, he's, and you belong to him forever and ever, and he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. And in those waters, that's where he delivered to you that forgiveness of sins when he said to you and you and you and you and all of you. And he said, take heart, son, take heart, daughter, your sins are forgiven. It's the greatest gift he gave us of all. He healed us of our sin, of the disease of sin, and has given us because of that, we now have eternal life to be with him. Well, let's go to our Lord in prayer, shall we? Dear Jesus, Thank you that you uh, died for us on the cross. And that you continue to forgive us. 
the greatest gift of all. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. You can go back to your seats. Thanks for coming up this morning. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear saints of God, today we can be joyful and we can give thanks that our sins are forgiven. We are certain of this because of the promises that we find in His Word. That is, God's Word is truth and it will never change. For you and I, this is important because we live in a world that is in constant change and flux and many times not for the better. But Jesus continues to tell us, to say to us, take heart, take heart, your sins are forgiven. Well, we now live in unprecedented times. Each passing generation seems to say this, I never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. And you know what I'm talking about. The godlessness of a world continually pushing Christianity to the outer fringes, out of the equation even, defining what truth is, redefining what truth is. We don't have to look far to see examples of what this looks like for us today. For example, today in our culture, if you're unhappy with the way you were born and the body you were in, you can change it. Doesn't matter what God's Word says, you can change that. We can call ourselves whatever we want. We can change the pronoun, the way that we refer to ourselves, and with pride we can put this out there for all to see and up on every social media platform, whatever that is. Our world, our laws have redefined, changed what marriage looks like. We can marry whoever we want. We certainly don't have to marry if we don't want to. There's no commandment in God's word about that. But what we find more and more is people jumping from relationship to relationship just so we don't have to commit to just one person for the rest of our lives. Marriage designed by God. After all these ideas are antiquated, they're old school, some might say. And dear saints, we see these lies of the devil continually not just out there, but they're trying to find their way into the church. The same old lie of the enemy once again. He's telling us that God didn't really mean that. That certain scriptures were written for certain times. That was written so long ago, so that doesn't apply to us today. Times are different after all. We need to re-examine, reinterpret what Scripture says. We know better, and it's the same old lie. 
Well, connecting everything together here today, I'm, as we're going to look at the gospel text today, I did put in your worship folder the catechetical review, and that is the first three commandments. Once again, and with the first commandment, God makes it very clear that we are to have no other gods. Why? Because he knows the pain this creates for you and I when we don't fear and love and trust in him above all things. He wants to be your God. He wants to be my God. So that above everything else in our lives, we trust in him. The second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. We're told in the explanation then that we are to call upon his name in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. God wants us to trust in him. Call on him constantly in every circumstance of your life. Cast all your burdens on him. And then to give thanks for all of his gifts, that of winning us salvation, forgiving our sins, giving us the sure hope and the promise of the resurrection and eternal life in him. The promises that you find right there again in your baptism. In the third commandment, we remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Today, when you're here and you're gladly here to hear the word of God preached in your ears once again, Jesus for you, forgiveness of sins for you. But here's the problem, here's the malady, dear saints. We break these commandments. We oftentimes don't do what God commands. We don't put God first in all things, trusting in all of his promises, living and abiding in his word. Quite honestly, we can be very complacent, lazy. Honestly, my flesh would rather sleep in on a Sunday morning. Yeah, I said that. Because that's my sinful flesh. When we don't abide in his word, the devil uses opportunities to make ourselves think that we're okay, we can fear, love, and trust in ourselves above all things. Or in your favorite idol, pick whatever that may be. Then we find ourselves drifting away from the promises for us as the devil continues to whisper that same old lie in our ear, did God really say? Well, in the gospel text for today, we see a particular group of people who struggle with these first three commandments. They certainly don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And you can't overlook the irony here because here's the scribes, the guys who are in the Scriptures constantly. The very ones who should know, but they don't recognize Christ. The very thing they've accused Jesus of, blasphemy, they've already committed in their hearts. And Jesus knew this. Contrast this with how he marveled at the faith of the men who brought their faith to him to be healed. For they knew Jesus was the one to come into the world to save them and heal them from their infirmities. So what do they do? They bring their friend, this paralyzed man, who could do nothing for himself. And how did Jesus blaspheme? He said, he told the man that his sins are forgiven. He gave him the greatest gift when he said, take heart, son, 
Your sins are forgiven. And so that he could show all those present that he was whom he said he was, the Son of God, he healed this paralytic and sent him on his way. Now this text also shows us how sin and sickness are intertwined. That is not to say that this paralytic was in this condition because of some sin in his life. No, he's in this condition because of the brokenness that you and I deal with in this world. The brokenness in our lives, the brokenness of our bodies, sin, the sickness that comes in as a result of that. This was not supposed to be. But for you and I, dear saints, the greatest gift he has given us is forgiveness of our sins. Our Lord comes down to us, among us, in the middle of our messes, when we don't see a way out, the broken relationships that we find ourselves part of, the brokenness of our bodies, the temptations we face in our sinful flesh, the enticement of this world around us, and our merciful Lord comes right into the middle of it all and says, take heart, your sins are forgiven. What words of hope and promise for us. For you and I may see certain situations that we see as completely hopeless, but that hopelessness is erased when we see them in the light of our merciful Father who continues to forgive us and give us grace upon grace. Whatever state we find ourselves in, whatever sickness, whatever malady, whatever circumstance of this fallen world, Jesus breaks through the darkness and comes to us and says, Take heart, your sins are forgiven. Dear saints, I say this to you today, that the merciful God in heaven hears your pleas for mercy, forgives you, the one who came to save us from the greatest disease, that of sin and death, has won for us salvation and has delivered this to you here in the waters of your baptism. Once again, we partake in his holy supper here today where you take upon your very lips his body and blood for you. Forgiveness of sins for you. Strengthening your faith for you. There is no other remedy, dear saints. There is no other cure. But Jesus died and risen again for you and I. Everything that troubles you in body, mind, and spirit, He is the one who has healed you of all your diseases. And He has saved you from eternal death and damnation. In Jesus Christ alone, dear saints, we have the sure hope and promise of the resurrection that we will rise again like Him someday. Rejoice that He has made all things new. Take heart. Dear child of God, dear son, dear daughter, your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.